Hey, what's going on, people? It's your host, Sean Tyler here, back once again with another episode of the Tyler Perspective Podcast. Appreciate you listening wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Appreciate the love and support, as always. If you like the show and you enjoy the show and you like what you're hearing, I ask that you please like, rate, and review the show on whatever platform that you might be listening to us on. If you have any questions or comments for the show, you can find us at the Instagram handle, Tyler Perspective Podcast. Uh, Just leave a question for us in the DMs, and we'll answer it live on the podcast uh, for you. Uh, With that said, though, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. All right, got a great show for you today. Got a, a few things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, we can review that uh, crazy Monday night football game that we had between the Bills and the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, great game, great game. Um, I can say it was a great game, even though it cost me a little bit of money. The Bills didn't do what they needed to do, even though they had one stinking job. Um, but uh, yeah, great game. Uh, I expected more from the Bills defense, um, but... Something that I do want to talk about is I probably shouldn't be surprised. I sh- probably shouldn't have expected more from the Bills defense because of who was on the other side of the football uh, on offense for the Tennessee Titans. And that player is the one and only King Derrick Henry, um, the running back for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry is, well, not after last, not after Monday night, but before that, I would say he was quietly... Once again, having another great season um, that, unfortunately, due to the era of football that he's currently playing in, where it's all about the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, fast-paced, high-powered offenses, uh, and it's no longer about about the you know uh, running backs per se like it used to be back in the day. Uh, players like Derrick Henry are not getting as much uh, attention or respect, I would say, uh, in the national spotlight as they would have in the past. And Derrick Henry coming off of a 2,000-yard season, probably, uh, I mean, not probably, but the quietest 2,000-yard season you will ever see or hear from. And the guy is on pace, I believe, to do it again. And... Last night was great for him, I would say, because it's something about like you playing on national television and a lot of people who, you know, just casual fans who who either watch their favorite teams all year long or, you know, only catch the national games. Whatever you do on the biggest stage, that's what people are going to remember you for. So I don't know how many national tele- nationally televised games the Titans got this year, but what Derrick Henry did on uh, last night will be remembered. Uh, I believe he had like 162 on the ground, uh, 25 carries. And it's not just his running. Uh, Derrick Henry, he's not like a, he's a, he's a big back, but he's not like a overly physical back. But at the same time, <laughs> he's more, I would say he's more finesse than physical, but at the same time, he's still hard to bring down. And, I don't think we've ever seen a guy his size not only be as durable as he as he's been, which is crazy, um, which is just a whole nother topic in in and of itself. But to see a guy like him break off the big runs that he does so consistently 
it's 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 crazy to see how often that happens and you don't <laughs> for a guy his size you don't see him getting ran down and uh and I think he hit like he had a 72 yard run last night uh and I think he hit like 21 miles per hour he is fast for him to be as big as he is he is pretty fat he is uh considerably fast and I I, I don't like it's it's crazy when you watch it and um, he's he's came on the last four years or so, but Titans fans have been you know have been watching it uh, for a lot longer than that. And I'm just glad he got to to put it on display last night, and uh, just remind everybody, hey, you know, running backs do matter, uh, you know, and you know we are still here, and there are a lot of good running backs in this league, and I am the best. Y'all can have all the the Nick Chubbs and the Dalvin Cooks and the, the, the Christian McCaffreys that are more versatile. But uh, no, uh, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the National Football League. Uh, I've, I was getting on the Dalvin Cook train. Um, I, I, I did enjoy Christian McCaffrey for his versatility. But at this time, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the National Football League. Um, I don't, I don't like it's, it. I can't, I can't say enough about them. Everybody knows what's coming. All these teams knows what's coming. They know what the Titans plan to do week in and week out. And there is nothing, nothing that the teams can do about it. And, and, <laughs> and he just wears you down and wears you down. And they showed a graphic last night of how good he gets from quarter to quarter in his yards per, per quarter go up. Uh, substantially each quarter and he just wears you down he just wears you down it's just a matter of can the titans defense keep them in the games long enough for him to for for the game to still be meaningful um and they also got the passing game going aj brown had his best game of the season uh the bills weren't necessarily uh bad offensively uh defensively though i expected a lot more uh, i guess they just got got so up to play the chiefs last week um, that they uh, kind of took their foot off the gas this uh, this week, but uh, the G- the the Chiefs the Bills defense gave up 30, 30 plus, and then we had the the Bills still had a chance to win it in the end. They're driving down the field, um, they could kick the field goal to tie it, but you know they decided to go for it on fourth in in, in a yard, and I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with the call uh, to go for it. Um, it could have been executed better. He might, Josh Allen might have picked up the yard. Josh Allen QB tried to QB sneak it. He might have picked it up if he hadn't slipped. But uh, the Titans defense, even though you know they were they were getting dissected by Josh Allen all night long, uh, they came up with the stop that they needed. It was a big win. Uh, Nashville was rocking. Uh, I had been there. Uh, I was there for the draft, uh, NFL draft, several years back, and it was it was great. Um, but in Nashville, you know, that stadium is, uh, yeah, it it was rocking and, uh, it's, I would say it's becoming one of the, I, I would say it's becoming one of the underrated, uh, tough, tough, tougher places to play. Um, so like, just, just keep that in mind as we move forward, just in case, you know, uh, the Titans end up winning the division and they get to have a home game. That is not no that is not an easy place to play. Um, that, that I'm just going to say that. But uh, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the National Football League. 
His durability is is unquestioned, and he continues to 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 do the thing that everybody knows he's going to do, and we can't do anything to stop it. And it's not oh I'm picking up you know three and four yards. No, I'm gonna stiff arm you into the ground, and I'm gonna break off these long like I we've never seen a guy his size break off so many of these long touchdown runs and you can't catch him. Like it's it's uh and if you do catch him he's gonna you know do what he did to the Jags a couple of years ago and, and you know just stiff arm you to death and get up out my way. It's it's insane man. It's insane and uh the Titans have a have a great player. I know the Titans fans love him uh but that was a great game last night and the Titans got a big win a much needed win um on national TV and uh yeah, Derrick Henry. King Derrick Henry is the best running back in the game. Uh, the Bills, uh, you know, that was a tough loss um, that I, you know, that uh, I'm sure a lot of people expected them to win. I wouldn't say the AFC is going to be interesting this year. Um, you got the Bills who, you know, are looking have look, were looking good up until last night. They didn't look awfully bad. The defense looked bad last night, but uh, the offense looked good. Uh, you got... You got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson is just putting the team on his back. Uh, he's putting the team on his back. They've got they 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 have definitely changed the offense and allowed him to uh, become more of a passer this year. And uh, it, it's not always pretty, but he's getting it done and uh, he's making the, the big throws when he needs it. Um, I would say, and the irony of this is is crazy. I would say in regards to him and his ability, uh, okay, the, I, like they've, they've stopped him. He's not running the ball like 30-plus times a game anymore. They've stopped that. But now I feel like he can get a little too too complacent. Oh, I don't want to run. Like he doesn't want to be known as a runner. He knows that people have been trying to put that stigma on him. And uh, I re- I've always respected him for that. I just wasn't sure if he was going to be able to be good enough as a passer, uh, in order to, uh, you know, last long in the, uh, NFL. And, uh, he's shown some progress and, and, you know, it's yet to be seen, but I I always knew that and saw that he did want to be a quote unquote quarterback. And I think watching him, you know, I've watched him about three times this year. It seems like he wants to be a quarterback so bad that, Okay, you know, I'm he's going through his progressions, but it's like, okay, man, there's a running lane there. You can take off. Like it's okay to use your legs. And I know that's a tough balance um to find or to have as a quarterback. But he's um I I, I do I do wish he would run a little bit more. I didn't care for the design runs, no. And uh I'm glad they've they've limited that a lot this year. But uh but hey man, you know for, he, you don't got the best receiving core over there, but uh, you know I'm I'm watching him and he's just waiting and waiting and waiting and he's scrambling. And I'm like, man, take off, just take off, man. Like, go ahead, take off. You can run. Like, like the play is broken down. Just take off. And he uh he he he's holding that ball and holding it and holding it. Uh, I, I've started saying, oh, he thinks he's Peyton Manning, you know, or or Tom Brady. He does. He refuses to leave the pocket. So uh, so if you thinking that Lamar Jackson is finna rush for a hundred yards. Uh, every other game, I would say those days are are uh, pretty much behind us at this point. Uh, he's definitely becoming more of a, a passing quarterback, and he's trying to be 
uh, a passing quarterback. And the offense, uh, the coaches are allowing him to do that more. Now, like I said, it ain't always pretty. He's still got some, some, uh, you know, some, some bad passes. But uh, as far like he's doing everything he he can, and uh, the Ravens are five and one. So the AFC is interesting. You got the Ravens, you got the Bills, uh, you got the Chargers, uh, who just took a beating. They were on a roll for a while. They just got got smacked by the Ravens this week. But uh, you're gonna have to watch out for them. Um, and then you got the Kansas City Chiefs, who if they can figure out the defense and the turnover issues that they're having. Uh, they're still going to be a, a force, you know, to, to be reckoned with. So the NFC, the AFC is going to be very, 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 very interesting to watch uh, as we go throughout the year and come playoff time. Next up, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the news. The uh, We got NBA this. We got NBA opening night tonight. I'll talk about those games. Uh, just give a little preview from and my thoughts on those games uh, in a minute. But first, I wanted to discuss the latest NBA news. Uh, it, it, I know everybody's been following. If you follow NBA, you can't miss it. The whole Ben Simmons situation. Uh, ben Simmons, as you guys know, just a little brief summary. Um, four years into the league now, uh, a point forward, 16 point forward, hand, can handle the ball, can play great defense, uh, great passing ability, um, but can play multiple positions, but his Achilles heel is he refuses to shoot. He refuses to shoot. He's not aggressive. Um, and, uh, it's, and there are questions of whether it's mental or, or whether he just doesn't care, care to do it. Um, he's, and he, he, he's had, he struggled in the playoffs uh, he, he's, he struggles at the free throw line. So he, he also, but he's gotten a contract. He got a contract with last year, year before last. Um, so he's locked up for the next four years, but this year, uh, this year's playoffs, last year's playoffs, it all came to a head where Ben, ben Simmons had his worst, worst playoff outing against the Atlanta Hawks where the Sixers, uh, were eliminated in six games, I believe. And, uh, the, the moment, that that was stuck in everybody's mind where was where when Ben Simmons uh got the ball on the block wide open dunk right there all you got to do is go straight up he has 58 59 Trey Young uh you know coming to you know just coming over is on help D and Ben Simmons decides instead of going straight up he decides to pass it to a cutting teammate who is then fouled and uh, misses uh, one of two free throws, and uh, the Sixers go on to lose the game. After that, a bunch of post-game comments from uh, teammates and and coaches um, questioning Ben Simmons, and uh, some say, some are saying, you know, some people say throwing him under the bus and uh, blaming him for the the Sixers uh, uh, losing to the to, to the Atlanta Hawks. And now, and it's been a whole off season of whether Ben Simmons, you know, wanted to come back to Philadelphia, whether whether the Sixers were trying to trade him. Ben Simmons finally decides that he's going to that he requests a trade. He would like he doesn't want to be part of the Philly uh, organization anymore. The organization does not want to trade Ben Simmons away for just anything. And part and 
I'm I'm with the organization on this. I'm with the Philadelphia 76ers for on this whole situation. Um since Ben Simmons has come into the league, they have done everything they can, I would say, in their power to 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 get him to be a more aggressive offensive player, to get him to be a more a better offensive threat. Um they've encouraged him, they've defended him from the fans that that were knocking him about not being able to shoot, and they've always talked up the other great aspects of his game. Um, so I'm with the Philadelphia. For the last four years, they've been doing that. And Ben Simmons, for all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned, has not held up his end of the bargain. They paid him. Uh, they gave him. They gave him. They gave him his check. Um, so he has not held up his end of the bargain. And basically, as far as I'm concerned, he's running away. He's running away. He doesn't like the spotlight. He doesn't like, you know, I guess, uh, you know, being hounded on about, you know, the things he's not good at doing and doesn't want to, doesn't seem to want to get better at. Uh, and now he wants out. The Sixers, this is pretty much their one asset that they have, and they can't mess this up. If you trade away Ben Simmons, they're, they're a title could. I wouldn't say a title contending team based on how the East is shaped up with Ben Simmons playing the way he is. They can't contend for a title if Ben Simmons is going to continue to play the way that he is. If they're going to trade away, if you're going to trade away your one asset who is a uh, a 25-year-old point forward, playmaking point forward, all defensive team, all NBA player, who is under contract for the next four years, if you're going to trade him away, you have to make sure that the pieces that you, the pieces that you acquire still allow you to be a title contending team when he leaves. Cause you have Joel Embiid, who's the best center in basketball. And like, this is it. Who knows how long he's an injury prone player, unfortunately. So who knows how long their window is for him. And so you have to, if you're going to trade away Ben Simmons, which I, I, they, they want to do, and I fully understand that, I would be ready, I would be done with them too, but you can't just give him away. So you have to sit, like you have to wait for the the right offer to come down the pipeline. The problem is Ben Simmons doesn't want anything to do with the organization, so he originally did not want to come to work. Basically, I say come to work because that's what he does. That's his job. And if you don't come to work, everybody knows you don't come to work, you don't get paid. Ben Simmons was trying to have his cake and eat it too. That's not That wasn't going to fly. So they weren't paying him. Now, as of last week or two weeks ago, Ben Simmons said, okay, since y'all aren't going to pay me, I'm going to show up to work. Okay, that's fine. We'll welcome you back with open arms. Come on. But based on the news as of yesterday and now today, based on the videos uh, that that I've seen, Ben Simmons has showed up to work, but Ben Simmons is not working. Ben Simmons is not interested in working. Ben Simmons is there, and everybody knew this when he showed up because he was getting suspended. He was taking, he was they were taking they were taking his money for every day that he missed training camp, every preseason game that he missed, he was getting fined three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And he was not going to get that money back. So, okay, Ben, you want to stay away from the facility? We're not going to pay you. Ben said, okay, I want to get paid. 
I'm going to show up to the facility and you guys can't do anything about it. You guys have to pay me. But Ben Simmons has showed up to the facility. He showed up to practice and Ben Simmons is not wanting to practice. Ben Simmons is not being a part of the team huddle to close out practice. Uh, he's, he's doing practices with his, uh, he's running drills with his cell phone in his pocket. Like he's, <laughs> he looks very, very disinterested and would rather be anywhere else. And it's just this big elephant in the room. Everybody knows why everybody knows Ben Simmons doesn't want to be there. Everybody knows why Ben Simmons is there. And the team is not trying to trade him for, for nothing. So they have an issue. Uh, and as of today, uh, the second day of practice, uh, NBA season starts tonight. Ben Simmons was suspended for the season opening game because he was being a distraction at practice. Uh, apparently, Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to participate in a drill. Ben Simmons said no. Uh, Doc Rivers asked him again. Ben Simmons said no. And then Doc Rivers asked him to leave, said it would be best if he left. And Ben Simmons left. Uh, and once again, if you get suspended, that means you're getting fined, you're losing money. Uh, and as of the last report, Ben Simmons has not been paid since he showed up to training camp or practice uh, on October 11th because he's still been getting fined because uh, he hasn't shown any interest uh, mentally or physically in wanting to be there. Uh, so basically the Sixers aren't going for it. Oh, okay, you showed up, but now you're not trying to work when you show up. Okay, we're still not giving you your money. Um, so that, that they have a bit of an issue on their hands. Some people, a lot of people are saying trade them. I am on the opposite side. A lot of people say, oh, this is bad look for the organization. Uh, this is a, a lose-lose situation for the Sixers. I am not of the of the uh of the field of thought that they that they need to trade them. The NBA season start, I think it all starts depends on how this season goes. The NBA season starts tonight. You have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh the defending champion, my bad, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets, and you have the LA Lakers and the uh Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry and LeBron, uh Kevin Durant and and Giannis. Out of my motto is out of sight, out of mind. If Ben Simmons is not playing and the 76ers are winning basketball games without Ben Simmons, nobody's gonna care. Nobody. When I've said this before, winning cures everything. Right about now, there's no basketball going on, there's nothing to distract us. NBA season tips off tonight. We'll have all this star power on the court. All these new storylines for all these teams in the NBA. The media is going to be focused on all those things. Now, the media will be focused on Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers and what they're going to do also. But right about now, this is always going to be this is going to be the top story until we see basketball. And once we start seeing that, then we'll start moving on to something else. If the Sixers are playing winning basketball, that is the worst thing that could happen for Ben Simmons. Because not only are you not getting a check, now the team is showing that they can win without you. Uh, they asked Joel Embiid about you know what happened at practice today. He he said the way he said it, 
it can be taken one of two ways. They asked Joel Embiid what he thought about Ben Simmons walking out of practice. And he he, he said, and I quote, I, I, I don't care about that man. Now, the, I watched it and originally I was like, oh, okay, oh, wow. that's He doesn't care about Ben Simmons. Oh, okay, that's what he's saying. Or he could have easily been saying, there's, there's ways you could, there's tones and everything. I don't care about that. Oh, I don't care about that man. Or I don't care about that man. Like, is there's way, like, is he, like, like, was he saying, oh, I, I don't care about that situation? Or were you personally saying, no, I don't care about Ben Simmons. I don't care about Ben Simmons. Like, and so I don't know what he, and he didn't really like go into great detail, but he said it was a great practice and he enjoyed practice. So I think he was just saying, originally I was like, okay, all right, he took a shot at Ben Simmons. And then other people were saying, bro, it's his accent. And, uh, and you know, there's another way that he could have meant that. Um, I don't care. Oh, I don't care about that, man. Not, I don't, I don't care about that, man. Like it's, it's, it's way. So, um, but the Ben and B looks locked in and he's done, he's done everything he can. I would say, uh, for Ben Simmons, he's tried to mend the fences. He's tried to make it work. Uh, he's changed his game in order to cater to Ben Simmons. Uh, the Sixers organization and their best player in Joel Embiid have done everything they can for Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons has just not been interested, and for whatever reason. Uh, but they cannot let him go for just anything because if they just give him away, that is hurting their team. Uh, what I think they're trying to do is I think Daryl Morey, the general manager, is waiting to see what the Portland Trailblazers do with Damian Lillard. I think Daryl Morey would love nothing more to be able to trade Ben Simmons to Portland and some assets and get Damian Lillard in a Philadelphia 76ers jersey as soon as possible. But the Portland Trailblazers are not interested in trading Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has not asked for a trade. So you don't want to give away your best asset, your best trade piece, if that's still a possibility that you can get Damian Lillard, you don't want to do that. So you wait, you wait and you wait until you can't wait anymore. And I'm saying once the season kicks off and if the Philadelphia 76ers are playing winning basketball, nobody's going to care about Ben Simmons. It's going to make Ben Simmons look bad. And we're just going to, we're just going to move on and we're going to wait to see. Everybody's hopeful right now. Every team thinks they got a chance at the title. So nobody's moving anything or nobody's trading anything. But holler at me around All-Star break. Let's see if Damian Lillard's tune changes when, you know, the the Portland Trailblazers are in a play-in game situation or headed towards the play-in game situation. Like, then let's see if he asks for a trade or something like that then. But right about now, you can't just give him away. So I would say, hey, let him stew. Let him stew. Let him act up. He ain't getting a check from us as long as he acting like that. And we just going to sit and he and we going to play without him. The East, in my opinion, isn't necessarily, you know, stacked. It's top heavy, but it's not stacked. And Joel Embiid is the best center in the NBA. If he can stay healthy, I think they can be just fine. A three or four seed without Ben Simmons. And... I don't think with the way he's acting, I don't think a lot of the teammates care for him. And they would love nothing more than to be able to stick it to him 
Okay, man, you don't want to play with us? All right, man, we're going to go ball without you. And we're going to go harder just because of that. But uh, I, I, it's a guy that is, you have a player that doesn't want to work on his game. He has not improved his game since he joined the league. And his personality is just so nonchalant and, and I don't know, defiant even. Like, no, y'all want me to shoot. I'm not going to shoot. Now, I, I don't know. It's so weird uh, the way he, he, he's gone about all of this. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who's giving him advice. But, uh, man, that, yeah, his circle, his circle, he needs to reassess his circle because this has been ridiculous. Um, Philly has done, the organization has done, Doc Rivers was just defending him all throughout the season, man. And Doc Rivers ain't no perfect coach. I'll, I'll be the first to say that. But Embiid has tried defending him. Embiid has changed his game. Uh, I, I remember Joel, uh, I remember Ben Simmons hitting a three in preseason. And Joel Embiid, like the, the whole crowd is cheering. And like they're like, because they they understand. One thing about Philly, man, if they with you, they with you. If they're not, they're not. If Philly sees that you are cap like that you go out there going hard for them, for for the, for the fans, for the city, they going to support you, man. But man, if they think that you're not with it, Philly, uh-uh, man, that ain't that's not the city. That's not the city you want to make an enemy of, man. I'm I'm just not especially not as no former player. A former player? Nah, man. Hey, Ben Simmons then became enemy number one. And Joel Embiid, if he keeps up the way he he the way he is, he might be the next AI. Not not like culturally, but like as far as hey, he's gonna be the next Philly great. You know, whenever we talk about him, it's always gonna be praise and love. He always welcome. He won't never have to buy a beer in the city. Like, yeah, that he's gonna be that kind of player uh if he keeps it going. Um, because he he is carried he's he's did this he's carried uh carried this team about as be best as he can given the situation and uh listening to him talking to media and stuff, he's trying to do everything he can to make this, you know, as as comfortable as possible when it's not gonna happen. And uh I know the Philly fans are just loving Embiid. And uh, he's shown me a lot over these past couple of years. But, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, man, if I'm Philly, I do not trade Ben Simmons right now. I don't trade him. I don't trade him. I'll keep finding him until he decides he want to act right. And we just going to go on and start the season. And if we winning, if we winning, if you winning, then you ain't got no excuse to put him in. If you losing, that's when all the questions and stuff are going to start coming. Oh, do you need... Do you need Ben Simmons? Oh, do y'all need to make a trade to get some help for the team? Like, but if you're winning, man, ain't nobody gonna care. No, none of those questions are gonna be coming up. So we're gonna see. It all depends on winning and losing. That's what matters. So don't get caught up in this. Oh man, this is a bad look for the team and the organization. They just need to go ahead and pull the bandaid off. No, no, because if they just give him away for nothing, then you're setting the team back. Their title contending team with Ben Simmons, somewhat. That window might have closed by now, but they're they're right there in the mix. If they give Ben Simmons away, they're not a title contending team. They have to make sure that they get something back in return, 
And I think the thing that they want back in return is Damian Lillard. And they're waiting to see what the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard do. So we're going to see what uh what all transpires with, with that situation. And we're going to keep an eye on that. But uh, but Ben Simmons, man, don't trade Ben Simmons. Uh, let Ben Simmons keep losing checks because he has not been paid since he's walked into that door. Uh, and that's the whole reason that he's even there is to make his money. So I don't know. <laughs> like, bro, if you came, if you came there to get your money, and you not acting right, which is affecting, which is still affecting you getting your money, I don't know what. Like, I don't know what you're doing, man. I don't know what you're doing, but you know, hey, uh, good luck to you, man. Good luck to you. All you have to do is get to the gym and and be aggressive. I'm done saying. I'm done saying. Learn to shoot. I'm saying be aggressive. You're not aggressive offensively. That's the issue. I'm done saying learn to shoot, man. I'm done saying that. Uh, shooting him, shooting is not the issue. He's not aggressive offensively. Be aggressive, man. That's what you need to do, homie. Be aggressive. Uh, preview a little bit tonight's games. We got the Milwaukee Bucks, defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, and we got the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we got uh, everybody's back for Brooklyn. We got uh, we got Giannis. We got uh, Drew Holiday. We got Chris Middleton. Uh, everybody's back. This is their this is their third year. What? Okay, so we got was that Drew? I'm not sure if that was Drew's first year with the team. I think that was his first year, but you know we'll see. Um, what I'm saying, what the storyline for me is, um, okay, Giannis, was it a fluke? That's what that's what I'm looking to see with the Bucks this year. Was it a fluke, Giannis? Because you got the championship, man. You were the guy that stayed with the city, didn't go join a super team, and you 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 got you got it out the mud, so to speak. And you you uh you you won your title, man. Was it a fluke? Because there are questions of hey, if KD's foot wasn't over the line, if they had a healthy Kyrie and Harden, heck, not even if they had a healthy Kyrie, just a healthy James Harden, would the Bucks have won that title? There are people questioning the legitimacy of the Milwaukee Bucks title. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's as many people as maybe you know when the Toronto Raptors beat the Warriors uh, after the Warriors you know lost KD and Clay, but Giannis is a more likable player and that, that team is more likable. Uh, Giannis got a lot of praise for that, but lost in all that I felt like was the fact that hey man. They won. They did what they had to do. But let's not act like there weren't some, uh, you know, extenuating circumstances that, you know, that that kind of altered the series a bit. So I'm looking for the Bucks to to pick up where they left left off. And uh, was it a fluke, man? That's what I want to see. I want to see if it was a fluke or not. Because, Giannis, if you don't win another one, man, hey, you just going to... You you'll have a like a a, a Dirk type career, but no man, I I need to see if it was a if it was a fluke or not. And um, we might be in trouble though. It might not be a fluke. The NBA might like we might have to go ahead and hang it up if 
if I if I see from Giannis what he was doing in the preseason and his jumper, Giannis has worked on his jumper. And this is why guys like Ben Simmons get no love from me. You got one job, and it's one job only. Play basketball, get better at your craft. That's your job. That's it. You make a lot of money to do that, so do it. Giannis has been in the gym, man. Giannis got all the money. He got the Supermax. He got the title. He got all of the MVPs, defensive player of the years. He got all of it. And Giannis then came back from the looks of it early. It's early. Six, six preseason games. But from the looks of it, Giannis then came back with a whole new jumper. And uh, like he hit, he pulling up from three in transition. He, he, he posting up. Hitting, uh, hitting, hitting mid, uh, uh, fadeaways. If this is what he is going to be doing this season, and here's the thing, it wasn't for a lack of trying with Giannis. Giannis had no issue shooting the basketball. He was not Ben Simmons. We didn't have to beg Giannis to shoot. If anything, we had to beg him to stop shooting sometimes. Because his jumper was so broken. But, so Giannis shooting is not an issue. If Giannis jumper is fixed like I, like I saw in the preseason. And the thing about Giannis is a lot of people didn't watch Giannis when he first came into the league. Giannis jumper looked way different in his rookie year than it did last year. Some kind of way his jumper got broken. His jumper was a whole lot more smoother it was not as awkward. His jumper was a whole lot more smoother and not as awkward in his rookie season and like his sophomore season. Then somewhere along the lines, it got destroyed. I mean, utterly destroyed. Go look it up. If you ever have, if you ever take some time and go look up Giannis uh, shooting, uh, jump shooting, jump shot in his rookie year. and He looked like KD. He looked like KD. The stroke looked like KD. Now he wasn't he wasn't hitting like that, but it looked a whole lot more better. And you could tell if he would have just stuck with it, we wouldn't have seen the broken jumper that we saw last year. But this year, man, look, man, I'm telling you, y'all go look at the clips, man. It's a whole new form, man. It's a whole new form. And he confident in it. Pulling up transition threes, uh, posting up, shooting the midway, uh, turnaround fadeaway jumpers. If this is what he's doing, we can hang it up, man. I'm a LeBron fan and everything. We can hang it up. Lakers, uh, 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 the Jazz, the, the the Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets, all of y'all can hang it up if Giannis Antetokounmpo is shooting pull-up jumpers. Okay? You heard it here first. If he's shooting pull-up jumpers, if he's shooting turnaround fadeaways without any concern with trying to bully his way to the basket, Hang it up. It's over with. It's over with. But that's preseason. You got to see what he do in the regular season. But the jumper, the form looked way different. Way different. It's a whole new form, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, we know Giannis going to shoot. So, if, any, so we, if anything, he going to get the reps up in, in, uh, in live games. It's just a question of whether he's going to default back to that old shooting form. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so that's for the Brooklyn Nets. I need to see if Giannis 
uh, and his newfound jumper uh, can be consistent. And, you know, if it was a fluke, you know, can you beat the Milwaukee, can you beat the Brooklyn Nets? You know, straight up without all the injuries and stuff. Uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, my, 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 I, I'm going to watch them. I want to see, can you do it without Kyrie? Should James Harden and Kevin Durant be enough to win an NBA title without Kyrie Irving? Everywhere Kyrie went, for as much as a headache as he is, as, as much of a distraction as he can be, when he left the team, they were no longer title contenders. LeBron did everything he could to keep them. Because LeBron knew, hey man, if I lose this guy, this world going to get a lot tougher. Now, because of LeBron's greatness, the Cavs still made it to the finals, but they didn't stand a chance. No more than the chance they stood the year before with Kyrie. So the Cavs, you know, no longer title contenders. Boston Celtics, right there, smack dab in the middle. They were considered title contenders with Kyrie. Kyrie leaves. Boston Celtics been a shell of themselves, pretty much. Now you got the Brooklyn Nets. More star power than Kyrie has ever played with. And uh, everything is pointing to Kyrie missing the season. So, can Kevin Durant and James Harden win an NBA title without Kyrie Irving? I am of the mindset that they should be able to. James Harden, you have played with everybody under the sun, man. Kevin Durant, you have played with everybody under the sun. Y'all two should be enough to get it done. Especially James Harden. I I, I I don't know what else to tell you, man. We didn't get you Russell Westbrook. We didn't get you Chris Paul. You didn't have Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Now you got Kevin Durant. I, I mean, ain't no more excuses, man. You got to get it done, man. You had uh, Dwight Howard. You, you got to get it done, man. You got to get it done. So I want to know if Kyrie not being a part of this team, is that going to affect the team is that going to be is Kyrie is, is Kyrie's role too big of too big um is Kyrie's role on that team too big to overcome I'm of the mindset that you guys should be able to defeat whoever y'all match up against y'all should be enough if y'all are the guy if y'all are those guys the both of y'all on the same team should be enough so that's what I'm looking at for the Brooklyn Nets for this year and that's what I'm looking at for the Milwaukee Bucks. They'll be going up against each other tonight in the first game of the night. So we're, we're going to see how that goes. Next up, we got the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll start with the Warriors first. Uh, Curry, can you can you, can you you do this again? Like, can Curry do this again? Curry played like 76 games last year. 76 games. All the way, did enough for the playing game. I think he led the league in scoring. Curry, can you get a team to the playoffs without Klay Thompson? I know everybody was impressed with all the scoring, team on his back, yada, yada, yada. Curry is too big of a star to not be able to get a team to the playoffs. Last year, for me, 
that's what I was waiting to see. Everything he did last year, I fully expected. Like I, 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 I was not surprised that Curry was leading the league in scoring. That's what like that like he can score. He can shoot the ball. I respect it, but is what he does on the basketball court enough to make to drag a team to the playoffs? Because to me, that's what all that's the bare minimum of what all the greats can do. All the greats. That's the bare minimum. They can drag a team to the playoffs. I don't care who it is. James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, uh, what Tim Duncan, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Paul George. Like, I mean, and those aren't even like Paul George. Not even a great. You just say he's good. They can do more with less. So all I'm asking is, can you get? a team to the first round of the playoffs. Russell Westbrook has done it. Like, I, or Damian Lillard has done it. Get a team to the first round of the playoffs. That's all I'm, that's all I'm asking for, man. I know you're going to get your highlights. I know you're going to get your, your 30 points per, per game. But do you, does all of that shooting equate to winning? That's what I'm, does all that scoring equate to winning games and leading a team to the playoffs. That's all I want to see from Curry. Clay Thompson probably won't be back to December, January. They said they're not rushing him back. Okay. Because all but all I'm hearing is everybody been waiting on Clay Thompson. Everybody waiting on Clay Thompson. Everybody waiting on Clay Thompson. Well we don't know still when Clay Thompson gonna be back. And even still when he get back, it's gonna take him some time to get in shape. So I need to see can Curry get a team to the playoffs by himself? Everybody has done it, man. It's literally like a rite of passage. Like that, that's gotta be on your resume. Kobe did it. I ain't saying win a playoff series. I'm saying you a top five player, you Hall of Fame bound, MVP of the league. We can't give him a pass, man. Like, that's got to be on your resume. Oh, I did more with less. I took, like, everybody telling me, oh, he played with a bunch of G-leaguers last year. I, I've heard that story from countless, countless other people in regards to the great, the uh, bad players that other greats played with. And it's always the context of, oh, man, this is why they lost in the first round of the playoffs because they had, they had scrubs with them. Yeah, but they made the playoffs, though. I need to see you in the playoffs, Curry. That's what I need. I, I don't need to see you getting bounced by the upstart Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. If you that guy, I don't need to hear about the guy that nobody gives credit to in the other Splash Brother. Oh, the Splash, oh, my Splash Brother is missing. I don't need to hear that. I've been new about Klay Thompson. But nobody else wanted to give Klay Thompson his flowers when he was doing his thing. I was told it was Curry, the Curry effect, the Curry effect. Klay Thompson without Curry would be nothing. Okay. Klay Thompson still ain't here. This is going on three years. You've been without Klay Thompson. No playoffs for the Golden State Warriors. Can you get a team to the playoffs without your second best player, without your splash, bro? That's all I'm asking, man. That's, that's my only question.
I know, I know what you're going to do on the court. I know everything else you're going to do. But does that translate to winning? Kobe scoring translated to winning. Damian Lillard scoring translated to winning. What LeBron James does translates to winning, uh, winning with less. Kobe scoring translated to winning with less. Russell Westbrook's triple doubles translate to winning with less. James Harden's ISO basketball translates to winning with less. They all get to the playoffs. They all find a way to get bad teams, mediocre teams to the playoffs. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson's shooting translated to winning with less. Can you do more with less, Stephen Curry? That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know, man. That's all I need to know in regards to the Warriors, man. Oh, uh, and and just a little note, uh, Draymond Green. Cause I'm not going. I'm not. I, I understand. I'm. I'm just. I'm not biased. I get it. Draymond Green, can you give him some help offensively? Offensively, I know that's not what you do. But back in your prime, your heyday, that was what you were capable of. To some degree. You they are literally calling you, Draymond. They're calling you a they're calling Ben Simmons a younger version of you. They're comparing y'all's offense, y'all, they're comparing y'all's defensive prowess. Both of y'all great on defense, both of y'all 6'9, 6'10, you know, point forwards, and both of y'all struggle offensively. Both of y'all are not interested in being aggressive offensively. Can you give Steph Curry some help? He dying over there. I'm watching him when he, I know, and I don't know if he would ever tell you, man, but he, he gets frustrated with you just wanting to give him the ball. And I heard the comment that you made. Oh man, I got I play with Steph Curry. I hear everybody saying I need to shoot, but I play with Steph Curry. Why should I shoot, bro? What? What? Steph Curry not selfish, man. If there's one thing he not he not selfish. You wide open, bro. He wants you to take the shot, man. The man do be tired out there. Come on now. So come come on, Drake. Give him some help, man. Nine points per game. Nine PPG ain't going to cut it this year. Nah, man. Nah, so I am not going to put it all on Steph. But if Steph is that guy, he do got to find a way. He's got to find a way to get to the playoffs, man. That's all. It's right there with Joe, right there with his lack of finals MVPs. But part of the reason Steph is struggling to find a way is because he got Draymond Green, who is technically the team's third best player, but now he's been bumped up to the team's second best player. And you can argue that if he is the team's second best player with Andrew Wiggins on the team, so who knows? But Draymond, you you can give more than that offensively, man. You can get way more than that. So we're going to see. And all I've heard is you really making excuses this offseason. But we're going to see. that. So Draymond Green just be be relevant offensively and Steph Curry find a way to get the team to the playoffs with Draymond being well of it. All right, moving on to my Lakers. Not my Lakers. I'm a LeBron fan, so it is my Lakers until, you know, LeBron decided to go elsewhere, which I don't think he's going elsewhere at this point. We got the L.A. Lakers, uh, oldest team in the league, 37-year-old LeBron, 
what, 34, 35-year-old Melo, 32-year-old Westbrook, 27, 28-year-old AD, Anthony Davis. And the list goes on. Um, uh, This is going to be interesting, man. I'll be locked into this one because I want to see how this looks. Um, My question for the Lakers is, can LeBron keep Russell Westbrook in check? Russell Westbrook is, is great. He's great when he's great for the for the entirety of the game up until the last I would say five minutes of a close game or maybe two minutes if he's having a good night. But is those final like five to five minutes left, two minutes left of a basketball game where Russell Westbrook has always struggled with turnovers, um, shot selection and decision making? Is playing with LeBron gonna finally be is the guy that figures out how to win with Russell Westbrook? Win big games. Russell Westbrook can win games. Win big games. Now, I also want to see like like because they need Russell Westbrook. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say dog was Westbrook. Russell, they needed Russell Westbrook last year. If they had Russell Westbrook last year, the Lakers aren't in the playoff game. I mean, playing game. Because one thing Russell Westbrook has shown is that I can I can raise the floor of a team. I maybe can't raise the ceiling of a team. Like I maybe can't make a a title contending team. You know, I maybe can't take it to the championship, but I can take a lottery bound team and I can get them to the playoffs. The Lakers wouldn't have been in the playing game if they had Russell Westbrook for that stretch that LeBron and AD was out. No, no, no. That's what he specializes in. And I and I think Russell Westbrook is going to be perfect for this 82-game season. And a part of me thinks that's why they got him. Because we're, we can't have, the Lakers don't want to be in that position that they were in last year in case LeBron or Anthony Davis goes down. LeBron hasn't finished what LeBron has missed what multiple games two of the three seasons he's played with the uh the Lakers. And like you have to have a plan B. And the Lakers didn't have a solid plan B last year. And the year before. So Russell Westbrook is gonna be great for the regular season. Come playoff time, it's when it's gonna get interesting. And the Lakers are gonna be in close games. And you're going to need Russell Westbrook to make good decisions, take good shots, not turn the ball over in those close games. Now, it's not all on Russell Westbrook. It's also time for Anthony Davis to take it to the next level. We cannot have a 37-year-old LeBron James carrying this team. I'm sorry. Like, we're past that. That LeBron is gone. Or it should be gone. That LeBron, the LeBron put the team on my back. Everybody get out the way. No, that we don't need that. The team has too much, too much firepower. You know, we have too many young guys that still have enough, plenty of uh, left in their tank in order to for LeBron can say LeBron can save his energy and pick his spots and do his thing at the end of games. But Anthony Davis, they comparing you to Tim Duncan and all that? Nah, my man. We can't be having the injury plague seasons. All right, we can't be having the inconsistency. 
Nah, man, this is it. You need to have an MVP type year, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's I, I don't know, man. It, it hasn't been like I can see the I can see it when he's playing, but then he gets hurt and it's like, or then he has like you know a bad game. It's like, or he's still trying to be like the like the number two. And I'm like, dude, LeBron don't want no number two, man. Like, you 27, 26 years old, man. Like, no, man, he's 37, man. Go dominate. Go take over the game. Carry the Lakers. LeBron should be able to get two more rings with you, man. And coast into the sunset. If you are that guy. They can't, they can't be comparing you to Tim Duncan, man, and you can't stay healthy. And when you're on the court with LeBron, you want to you wanna, uh, defer to him. No, nah, man, go be great. You and Russell Westbrook, go be great. And LeBron, get in where he fit in. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, Can Russell Westbrook make the best decisions in crunch time? And can Anthony Davis carry the Los Angeles Lakers? We need to be saying Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers at the end of the season. We need to be saying Anthony Davis is a top five player in the NBA at the end of the season. For the Lakers, for the Lakers to win a championship. That's how I feel. So we're going to tune in tonight. Um, I feel like the Lakers are going to win this game. Uh, even though LeBron doesn't have the best history on opening night, uh, I feel like the Lakers are going to win this game. LeBron loves filling filling out teams and filling out his roster. Um, and I think I think Russell Westbrook and AD will do their thing. And I just don't think the Warriors have enough uh, to keep up. Uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I'm going to take Milwaukee. I think they're going to pick up where they, fit, uh, where they left off. Uh, personally, I don't know. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets have enough to keep up with Milwaukee uh, without Kyrie. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, you know... It, It'll be interesting to watch and to, to keep track of. All right, man, that's about all I got for you guys today. I appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed the topics. Uh, we'll be back again Thursday or Friday to discuss uh, some of the Thursday night football games and then preview the games that are coming up, some college football, and uh, just review uh, the NBA the NBA opening night and see uh, see how that goes. Uh, as always, like I said, if you like the podcast, if you enjoy listening, uh, like, rate, and review on whatever platform that you might be listening to. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with me. Appreciate the love and support. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Tyler Perspective Podcast. If you have any questions for the podcast, go drop it in the DMs. We'll answer it live on air. But with that said, I'm Sean, host of the Tyler Perspective Podcast. I'm out. <laughs>